This is Pixel Splitters, your absolute favorite conversation movie news podcast with your hosts, Josh. I'm not against CGI. I just think it needs to be used correctly. Like, that's it. <laughs> and Willis. That's one of those you would come out at the other end and be like, what is this planet I'm on? Join us each week as we break down the latest movie news, TV news, and general industry news and debate about what it all really means. We are back. And yes, I am saying we are back because it's been a couple weeks. <laughs> so I think that we are deserving of a you're we fine. are back. <laughs> yeah, you're good. <laughs> um, but yeah. We're back. Hey, guys. It's been, it's been a couple weeks. Uh, we have some things to discuss um, because we took a couple weeks off. And, we did. It's uh, true. To start it off, I don't know if you guys have heard of about the movie Sound of Freedom, but it cleaned up on July 4th, being released for that one day. Um, That's one word. Yep. And utilizing a very interesting pay-it-forward movie ticketing system, which is questionable, and we will talk a little bit about that. Yes. Um, we've also got some trailers to go over because finally, I, we've been waiting for this. We have Ridley Scott's Napoleon. Finally, we have an actual trailer. I wouldn't even call it a teaser. I think it's just this is a legit trailer. trailer. Yeah. Yeah, and we got to talk about that. We also have a brand new trailer for Dune Part Two. We got to talk about that. And then yes. we finally have our actual full length trailer for Killers of the Flower Moon. So, three big ones that we need to discuss a little bit about. Yeah. And then to wrap it all up, we're going to talk a little bit about IMAX and the lack thereof in terms of movie theater screens that can be used, especially since piggybacking off our last episode. All the movies that release in IMAX <laughs> are coming out this month. So, yep. we got to talk a little bit about that. Um, but before we do that, let me run over a couple of the things that are releasing this week. Yes, because or the thing, as the one thing, <laughs> because of course, Cruz had to make sure everything cleared out. Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One is dropping. It actually dropped on the tenth. Technically, you could watch yes. it from the tenth all the way through this week, but it is this is the week. Here we are. Yeah, we're here. Um, I'm very excited. I think since. What was it? I mean, I'm a big Mission Impossible fan, but really yeah. since, uh, what was it, Ghost Protocol, I'm like, this is, I'm in. Yeah. I think I think Ghost Protocol was kind of like, that was the fourth one, right? I believe so. I yeah. want to say, Brad yeah. Bird, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where it was like, oh, this is like actually legitimate, amazing kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that might have been when Cruz took over as executive producer and then yeah. the Burj Khalifa and all that stuff. But anyway, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 dropping this week. That's it for theaters because Tom, you know Tom. Yeah. Uh, for streaming, we got a couple things for shows. We have the After Party Season 2 coming to Apple TV Plus on the 12th. Quarterback hitting Netflix on the 12th as well. What We Do in the Shadows coming back for Season 5 on FX and Hulu on the that 13th. That one has, every season has snuck up on me. Yeah. Every season I've been like, it's I've been like, oh man, all right, no shadows for like the longest time ever. Yeah. And then one day one it's day. like, oh, shadows is back on Wednesday. There we go. And you're like, all right. I mean, and they face, do like listening. week, they do week to week, right? Because it's FX. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Jesus. And we're only on season five. That's crazy. Um, yeah. Survival of the Thickest hitting Netflix on the 13th. 
full circle hitting max on the 13th. Uh, the summer I turned pretty season two hitting prime on the 14th foundation season two hitting Apple TV plus on the 14th and Goliath coming to showtime on the 14th as well for movies. We have gray matter coming to max on yeah. the 13th, uh, the jewel thief hitting Hulu on the 13th and bird Box Barcelona coming to Netflix on the 14th. Did anyone ask for this movie? I didn't see Bird Box the first one. It's such a weird... I, I mean, I saw Bird Box the first one, and it was fine. Yeah. Um, Could arguably exist in your Cloverfield extended universe. Oh! Because um, it's kind of just an ill-defined monster. Mm, um, that you can't see or you couldn't look at? You can't look at it. It's, it's a quiet place for eyes. But, for um, eyes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's fine, but it, like, it didn't... I guess it built enough of a universe to be like, there could be other stories to tell out there, but like, okay. I, until the, I, I had completely forgotten about bird box until I saw the trailer for bird box Barcelona. And I was like, and, Oh, and that just came out of nowhere and it's Netflix. And it's like yeah. one of those things. And I'm like, I, I, I don't even know who's in this. I, I know nothing about this. So I'm like, yeah, well, and it was, it was Sandy Bullock in the first one. So it I'm was. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, wait, now I'm now, now I want to know if there's anybody in, Bird Box 2, Bird Box, Barcelona. Diego Calva coming off of Babylon. It's not nothing. There. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I just, it's weird. I, n- there was no yeah. marketing at all for this. Now, it, it's it's streaming and it's whatever. Netflix, but I, yeah, but. I, I don't get it, man. Weird. It seems like a thing. Yeah, I don't know. I th- who who knows? Yeah, we're not going <laughs> to We've already spent many, too much on one the of Bird many Box. things that Netflix just uh, green lights and goes. Exactly. Um, but anyway, that's all of the stuff that's dropping this week. Lots of good stuff, lots of uh, Tom Cruise stuff. And uh, without further ado, let's talk about Sound of Freedom. <laughs> <laughs> So this just came across my desk like a couple days ago because everyone's going crazy about this random movie that I didn't even know. I don't even think that I shouted this out as coming. Maybe I did. I don't even remember. This movie, Sound of Freedom, I believe starring Jim Caviezel, Mm -hmm. which is a film about, I believe, sex trafficking or something. And to mm-hmm. the best of my knowledge, is slightly right wing and possibly religious because it was backed and produced by a religious yeah. studio. And they did something strange with the way that their ticketing works because this dropped on July fourth. Yes, made fourteen million dollars in, in that single day, single day which yep. is absolutely insane. And what they were doing was something called pay it forward movie tickets where you could go in and you could purchase a ticket for yourself, but you could also pre-buy a ticket for someone else who they could yes. then apply for that ticket and then be granted it if they meet the financial requirements, I guess. Yes. Which is very odd because all of that added up into their box office performance. <laughs> yeah. It's such a weird thing because I'm like, I mean, sure, I guess that count. Like, it's technically ticket sales, you know. Sure. Um, it brings into a whole question, like, <laughs> are, are do ticket sales really reflect the number of people that saw it? And, like, yeah, but, like, normally in this case. You know, because it sounds to me like a lot of, like, it doesn't sound like you had to 
see the movie, like you could just be sent a ticket randomly. And I'm like, if somebody like if I just got an email that was like, hey, this person bought you a ticket for Sound of Freedom. I'd be like, okay, this is like spam, right? Yeah. Because who does that? um, No one. Because who does that? Didn't know Um, it existed like that. But I mean, yeah, I mean, it is like a a religious uh, right wing kind of film. um, And. I don't, don't want to like bring politics into it or anything sure. like that, but like there's definitely a, 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 a level to which that plays to um, a certain mindset, I guess. Sure. Uh, but um, yeah, I mean, like, I guess, I don't know. It, it sounds like one of those things that's just like, here you go. Do you want, do you want to spend more money for this ticket? And we'll say it's another ticket. Right. And I'm like, I guess. That seems like I'm curious what it looked like from the distribution side. Same. Like were the theaters like what? You know, or was this like a movie pass kind of thing where it was like, you know, they. uh, (laughs) You know, you you could you basically got a coupon for $14. um, Right. That you could then just go and buy a ticket with. uh, Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And, and like the thinking from the distribution side makes me even more like what? I don't think this was actually like, I don't want to like, I don't want to call it a scam. It's clearly not a scam. Like it, you know, I think of the 14 million, it said like 2 million of it was part of the pay it forward sales. Right. Um, right. right. 2.6 million. So like clearly yeah. not a scam, but it's also just like, I don't logistically, I don't understand how you could just like do something like that. Right. You know what I mean? It seems like a, a a big bit of infrastructure that you have to build. Um, and I guess that's what Angel Studios kind yeah. of has been doing. Well, so if you go to their site, which I did, it is mm-hmm. a literal Kickstarter. Like it is oh. a crowdfunding site where I guess you can go through their site and then like buy tickets and like it just happens in the back end and then like they and talk to the theater because i doubt you could go to amc and be like hey i want to buy yeah four tickets two. to sound of freedom but three of them i don't want to actually take with me pay <laughs> like, for the person behind me yeah yeah exactly because they want to see sound of freedom um i mean that's like you know amc will totally sell you four tickets if you're the only one there oh 100 percent. they don't give a shit who what's going on there but uh the weird thing is in the in the day and age where quality matters, but it's not a metric that people really use because quality is subjective. You can say it's yeah. good or bad. Box office being one of those numbers that really does make people kind of perk up and go like, even if they don't know what it means, like, oh, yeah. interesting, people are seeing it. Being able to semi-artificially inflate numbers by doing yeah. this because you don't like, what if Angel just spent $2.6 million on tickets? Yeah. And like nobody actually like not that that made or even if it made twelve million dollars in one day like that's fucking crazy for any yeah. movie, so <laughs> especially a movie like this, but like that's yeah that's something. What's like it, it's a weird thing because yeah like what you're saying, if like what's to prevent some like companies from just making a two million dollar donation and saying like yeah this is us buying tickets for this and then yeah your metrics are all screwed up i'm i'm picking up what you're putting down here 
Yeah, it's just odd, and I don't know that that's what was going on here, but th- I've never heard of this kind of thing happening before for movies, and um, I don't know. This just kind of like opened my mind to be like, well, what else could you do with this? Like, this is yeah. out of left field, and if you could just do this and have it work out in your... Because money is money at the end of the day, and people don't really care, you know? Yeah. Um, and Well, and it's weird, because I'm like, it did make $2 million, you yeah. know what I mean? Like that is from ticket sales. Right. But it's like that saying ticket sales there becomes makes it feel like an issue of semantics of like, is it like were there people sitting? Did people see this movie? Like right. there's been no way to like disassociate people who bought tickets from people who watched the movie. Right. Like I'm sure there's people that, you know, buy, you know, buy it ahead of time and then can't make it. But that's probably a minority. Like, mm-hmm. Um, but it's a weird, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see if this continues and it'll be interesting to see if there's any way that this metric or this can be applied like without, I don't want to say ulterior motive, but without, Mm. um, a, a, without specific groups behind it. Sure. You know what I mean? And I, I don't, you know, Mm. I'm not trying to be coy. Like literally it could be anything but like you know this clearly had like a religious thing behind it it's a religious movie for Um, sure but i'm like can that be done without an like an incline or right uh an inkling yeah like just a general purpose kind of film like let's see how it does because that's the other thing like religious people especially like christian catholic like it's underserved in the like theater going sense very much so so that also like that helped because like they those people need something to watch too and they're like let's go see this who knows and jim caviezel was the star of passion of the christ like exactly you know exactly there is is a uh a legacy kind of thing going on here that like the stuff that we usually talk about for sure um so yeah i don't know i'm curious to see like what happens with this like if we ever see something like this ever happening again or other like bigger studios trying this out i can't see that that would ever happen because again it's like a logistical nightmare but i don't know i yeah. mean see seems like it did what it was supposed to do like <laughs> certainly doesn't seem like something that theaters would like but true true but like i don't know it's all it's all money yeah. um <laughs> speaking of things that theaters do like yes movie trailers, trailers. and more importantly ridley scott yes <laughs> I think they like him. He's profitable, even when He's, he makes weird movies. Yeah. Yeah. And like the House weird movies okay. he, he makes are like still palatable. Yeah. Still good. You know. Yeah. But we have the very first trailer for his, I don't want to say long awaited, but awaited Napoleon film starring yeah. one Joaquin Phoenix as Napoleon, yeah. um, which I had seen only set stills of him in a costume. Yeah. One, maybe. Um, but here we get like a full fledged trailer. What do you think about this trailer? Well, I will say a, it's great to see Ridley and Joaquin back yeah. together in like, yeah. Hey, here's a role that we know Joaquin and Ridley can pull off. I mean, yes. The parallels that I got off of this between Napoleon and Commodus from gladiator from gladiator is, so... is excellent. Um, they knew what they were I, doing. I think he was Oscar? No, he was nominated for an Oscar for that for best supporting actor for Gladiator. I for Gladiator for Commodus. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, 
he didn't win, but he didn't win. But yeah, he was nominated for best supporting actor uh, in 2001, which would would have been. Uh, yeah. Wait a minute. Hold on. Now I got to double check here. Because I think he may have one. No, he definitely didn't win. I think his one win is for Joker. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Nails. <laughs> Benicio del Toro won for traffic, but yeah, he was nominated in 2000 for, mm. uh, for Commodus and gladiator, but like, this looks fucking crazy. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's so wild. The hits that keep coming out of Ridley Scott. It's nuts. And they're like, some of them don't hit as much, but they're not bad. No. At all. Like I watched the last duel the other day and like, that is an odd movie and like intense, but like, I have no problems with it. It's good. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> it's epic. And like, he yeah, seems to only really be doing these epics these days, you know? Yeah. Um, period I, epics. Yeah. Period epics. And like, I just, man, this is going to be insane. I am ready for this movie to be three and a half hours long. Same, same. You know what I mean? And yeah. I don't think it's going to be, no, you know, Ridley makes some long movies, but he's not known for it. But man, yeah. I don't know. What'd you, what'd you think? Same, same thing. I mean, I was blown away from the first shot and not the 10 second snip into the beginning of the trailer yeah. to preview yeah, yeah, the trailer. Yeah. But like from the beginning of the trailer, I was just kind of like, I was taken aback a little bit because like Ridley with his films, like they can have similar subject matter mm-hmm. and they all feel like Ridley Scott films, but mm-hmm. none, no two films that he makes are alike. Like they're very, even though he just did this back to back with the last duel and the last duel had a lot of like, you know, medieval kind of fighting in it. it like this it, doesn't feel anything like the last duel. Yeah. Nothing like the last duel, which is great. And also nothing like house of Gucci, which was basically yeah. a comedy. It's like, this is, there's just something so, authentic about this that i just can't fucking wait and the fact that we get little bits and pieces of joaquin in it mm-hmm. doing stuff but not too much of his like acting it yeah. gets me really excited because i'm like oh he's gonna put a clinic on in this movie yeah he's gonna like- be <laughs> like i mean it's so bizarre because joaquin phoenix is one of those people that how do you really peg down where his acting talent is like best served because it's he nails it like every time. You know what every I mean? Time. I, like we're we're talking about parallels between this and like Commodus, but like just I mean, you think of like um inherent vice, like Dude. wildly different kind of role here, but he like just as insane and just as crazy. Like Yeah, Bo is afraid. Bo is afraid. There I'm you like, go. Yeah. It's just fuck? like wild, wild stuff. I don't know. He and like oh man. I don't know that there are many actors working today that could pull off Napoleon. No, no. Like there just aren't many that have that just sheer force behind everything. Right. Um, Like I want to say Michael Fassbender. Um, Yeah. Yeah. You know, I want to say, I, I, I say in, uh, in tuned in, I will say Sterling K. Brown has that kind of force, totally. but like just on this scale, man, like Joaquin could carry this. Just him. Like if just he was him. the only person with lines, it would work. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. And I mean, just the set design, the costumes, I'm blown away, like massive, huge scale battles that like you don't see that much anymore. And when you do, it's a lot of CG and yeah, I'm sure there's tons of visual effects in this, but like, it doesn't feel like it. It feels grounded. It's like, it's just the last, the ending sequence on the frozen river or lake or whatever, Mm -hmm. when they realize they're on wild. Oh my God. And just Joaquin with his, puts his hand down. And I was just like, this is going to be, this is going to be a fucking movie, man. Yeah. (laughs) It's going to be, and I will bet these battles go on for half an hour and they're brutal. Um, Like, yeah, (laughs) you know, it's going to be so brutal. Um, so Ridley Scott, I, I went on Letterboxd after I saw this trailer and I was like, I got to get Ridley Scott's entire filmography under my belt. I have a lot and there aren't that many, Mm. you know, well, that's not true. There's like 40. Um, (laughs) I was going to say, really? Like, but it's one of those things I've already seen like 25 of them. Right. You know what I mean? Like his his catalog is so well known. I mean, it's like Alien and Blade Runner and Gladiator. And I mean, I, it made weeks. me laugh. <laughs> it made me laugh uh, during the trailer. There's the like from Ridley Scott title card. With like 40 movies under it. <laughs> yeah, but it's like 40 <laughs> movies. And I was like, what are they here? They're... Um, Alien, Blade Runner, Gladiator, Black Hawk, Black Hawk Down. Down, American Gangster, and The Martian. And I'm like, American Gladiator, American Gladiator, American uh, Gangster. I may have said Gladiator uh, when I was listening in there. American mm. Gangster and The Martian, I feel like are two weird ones to end on. Sure. You know what I mean? Especially yeah. if you're coming after like Black Hawk Down and Blade Runner. Right. Um, And Gladiator. But uh yeah, man, this is gonna be this is gonna be epic. Yeah. Oh man, I there is a it's so weird because there's movies like The Counselor, which like I've never actually watched, mm-hmm. but I've seen a lot from. Like I don't think I've ever seen Matchstick Men. I I need to do oh. I need to do a Ridley watch through because I've seen a Ma- lot just over time. Matchstick Men is easily my top five Ridley Scott. Really? Shit. Okay. Well, I need to get that one done. Um, that's a whole, that's one of the, that's like a Thelma and Louise kind of thing of like, how is this Ridley Scott and why am I so into it? Right. Um, but he does uh, that shit though. Yeah. He does. What was the one that I was like, oh shit. I didn't know that he, oh, a good year. Oh yeah. (laughs) The, uh, the Russell Crowe movie where he's like inherits a vineyard. I forgot all about that movie. I'm like, how is this movie a, a, a Ridley Scott joint? That's crazy. He does whatever the fuck he wants. He's like, he I want to really make does. the movies that I want to make. And sometimes aliens are involved and sometimes not. And like, <laughs> shit. Oh, it's so good. Uh, you know who likes to mess with aliens? Yeah. Nice. Denis Villeneuve, my guy. Yes. Multiple alien flicks under his belt, uh, including the latest trailer, for Dune Part Two, and I know that we were both excited about Dune, no matter what. Um, in the first teaser for Dune Part Two, I was like, "Let's go!" Like I'm yeah. in. Um, what are your feelings on this trailer as a whole? <sighs> it's a long trailer. Yeah, they show um, a lot. They the show trailer. a lot. I'm so I've never read Dune. Neither have I. Yeah, and I saw the original dune 
but like a long time. So like I can't, what I'm getting is that I can't tell you what's going on in this trailer. Yeah, so like yeah. there may be people who are very familiar with it that are like, oh, this is like showing us everything, mm. you know, or people who are looking at it going like, oh my God, this is showing us everything. This is great. Right. Um, right. But like, I think I texted you after I watched this. I'm like, I don't know that there's ever been a movie on this scale. Yeah. Like this is such a gigantic like because I compare it to like Endgame and I'm like, yes, but no, that like had a decade of buildup. Like so, you know, and yeah, it doesn't movies. look as intense as this. Mm-hmm. Um, I you think said Lord, Lord of the Rings. I think yeah. Lord of the Rings. And I'm like, I feel like that's like comparable, you know, but this still feels bigger. Yeah. And I, I kept asking, like, why does this feel so big to me? this trailer at least and literally the answer that I came up with is because of Christopher Walken. <laughs> okay. I don't know okay. why. But like putting Christopher Walken in this trailer brought into sharp relief like the breadth of this cast. Oh dude. You know what I mean? Like and the first one too, to a degree, I suppose. But like, yeah. So you got you got Timothy Chalamet and Zendaya, um, and then like Josh Brolin is a whole nother thing. And then you have Austin Butler and Florence Pugh, who are like top tier, yeah, upcoming actors. Yeah, you know. And then Dave Bautista is in there. Yeah, and you're like, that's a whole nother like world of it. And then you've got Stellan Skarsgård, yeah. who's kind of like all over the place, but like. Always good. Always good. And like this kind of stuff. And like it just keeps going. Javier Bardem, which is a whole different thing. And Tim Blake Nelson, which is a whole other thing. And then you put Christopher Walken in there. And I'm like, I don't I don't think I've ever seen Christopher Walken in a franchise. Is that true? Like I was trying to think of it. And I'm like, I can't think of anything really huge that he showed he's shown up in. No, he doesn't. It's not do that. like you know, that's not like that kind of thing. No. Um, no. Like, he, I think of like, like Wedding Crashers was very mainstream for him. Sure. Yeah. yeah you yeah. know, um, but oh, I like, I, I'm like going back for back and back and back and through it. And I'm like, I can't think of anything that he's like going full force in. That's a large studio franchise. That's like this. You're totally right. Yeah. And so like him showing up just like, I, I don't know if it was my brain just went, this has way more credibility all of a sudden. Sure. Um, But it was just like, that made me go look at all of the different like star points on the map here that we're hitting. And I'm like, I don't think there's any been anything remotely that big. You know what I mean? Like Lord of the Rings is like, and I won't even say like Star Wars because Star Wars has always been like this, like new group of people kind of thing. Not just like, let's pull star power. I don't know. Right. That's the point. I am so hyped for this movie. If you can't tell. Yeah. Yeah. As you should be. It looks phenomenal. And Denis has never made even kind of a bad film. And um, Dune won like knocked my socks off when I first saw it. It was like one of those movies where I saw it at home because this was peak mm-hmm. pandemic. And I and then immediately as we were watching it, me and my roommate, we it finished and we were like, fuck, 
We should have seen that in a theater, man. Yeah. That movie deserves to be seen in the theater, and this is no exception. Um, I watch I, that movie. I, in I can't VR. wait. Oh, dude, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I can't. I, I don't. I, I, I'm so excited. I, I think that the cast, yeah. is just part of it too. It's like everything oh, about this, yeah. the world building. Like, I still don't even really know where this what's story's going, going like <laughs> yeah. at all. From the first movie, I'm like, I don't really know what's happening. Like, I kind of do, but like, it's very, very dense and like hard sci-fi, which we're not used to as a yeah. as a culture. Like these deep science fiction. Like we used to get these in the '80s all the time, but like. This is different, you know. Yeah. Um, so I'm hyped. Austin Butler looks psycho. Looks I'm insane. Like, yeah. Like if you're not on his side before this, you're definitely gonna be on Team Butler after this. Like, I the swear guy. to God, though, <laughs> if I hear any kind of trace of Elvis, of Elvis in it, there's no. It's way. it's gonna it's gonna wreck the whole thing. <laughs> if he's just like oh me, and you're like oh god, there it is. That if he even speaks Elvis. English, I'm like I don't yeah. even know. Yeah. Um. um <laughs> But uh, will you, because I'm sure they'll doing they'll do this, will mm. you be watching one and two back to back? If I can, if I can make it work, fucking yeah. absolutely. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, back to back IMAX screenings of these two movies. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Unreal. Wor- you that's see- one of those you would come out at the other end and be like, what is this planet I'm yeah, on? Yeah, I've been transported. Yeah. Yeah. Um, would you see Dune 2 in a theater? Oh, yeah. Do you think you will? Yes. Okay. Okay. I mean, I've said that about a lot of things this year. Um, <laughs> I know. But uh, I think I will. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, if, if for no other reason than I know Jess has zero interest in this one. Really? Um, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, <laughs> this is so far outside of her, like, you know, uh, her, her, Zones, but yeah, um yeah. so this will be one of those ones i can be like i'm just gonna go which like i still haven't seen spider-verse because like i want her to come with me for that kind of thing you know true um, not yeah. that i'm blaming her i saw it's entirely no, my no. fault that i haven't it's, seen spider-verse yet but. Sure. or guardians <laughs> <laughs> yeah or guardians well guardians just came out on vod but i know i watched it uh on sunday <laughs> yeah but it's, it's why i haven't watched guardians yet yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know it's already out on vod <laughs> yes. um but yeah dude this is gonna be crazy i like I it wouldn't be hard to convince me to go see both of them in IMAX back to back. Ooh, okay. I, if I can find the day, good to know. Maybe we'll set something up. See what happens. Take a day. Take a day off work. Yeah, honestly, um, I can say, hey guys, it's Dune's out. Hey, what am I? What are you expecting? Hey. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so there we go. That's awesome. Um, and then I don't there's have, the third one. And then there's a the third one, which we've talked about a little bit, but we finally have a full trailer for. Martin Scorsese's Killers of the Flower Moon, which we've been anticipating for literal years at this point. I think saying we've talked about a little bit is an undersell uh, for this movie. We've talked about this Um, since the start of this podcast. (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So we got we got a real trailer. Um, Yes. This movie's going to be wild. This movie's going to be so good. It's interesting with all three of these. I'm like, here comes the Oscar conversation, which we haven't had any. Up yeah. Till well, now. past lives is the only one I'll, I'll qualify, but like, sure. That's, but you know, these are the big players coming into into the field here, um, and we haven't even. St- there's Ferraris come. Like, we yeah. are just getting our, yeah. our feet wet here. But uh, yeah, Killers of the Flower Moon 
is going to be it's so bizarre because I have read the book for Killers of the Flower Moon. You have. Yeah. Which is like very much unlike what we're seeing. Mm, OK, that's not fair, but it's like there's certain things that I'm like seeing highlighted. Well, I guess it's in the trailer, so like no spoilers, but there's like a house explosion kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Very minor part of the book. And Scorsese's like, this is going and Scorsese's to Scorsese's like, I am going to blow up this house. It's going to be epic. And like, that's the thing is like the, the book is told very much like a, um, like a historical document about the Osage killer killings. Oh, not like a narrative um, story. It's necessarily. Th- yeah. It's not like a narrative so much. It's like, Hey, like this guy came down from DC and was investigating here. And then there was an issue with one of his deputies and this is like, it's very factual. Um, gotcha. And I'm sure there is embellishment to it, you know, but like, yeah, of course it'll be, there will be narrative liberties taken, I think with it, um, sure. which is totally fine. You know what I mean? It's like Martin Scorsese. He can do whatever the hell he wants, but, and he does um, that often <laughs> and he does it often. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and, <laughs> and if we can say, uh, Inglorious Bastards is like the greatest movie ever. Um, <laughs> like we can't really take issue with something not being historically accurate so totally totally uh, um and in regards to this trailer itself like i we we i had just watched it for the first time before recording this and um one thing that was very apparent between the teaser and the trailer is this is full on you didn't even need to know that it was directed by a scorsese this oh, is yes. a scorsese wolf of wall street trailer like through yeah. and through um which i think is fine because he has his own like i don't want to say punk rock but like there's something about the energy of his trailers that make you go like mm-hmm. oh this is about to be here like, it comes yeah insane yeah um which i don't know that this movie's gonna be even close to those kinds of films but with scorsese he puts his flourishes yeah. and his flair in there and um I think it worked. The trailer like definitely is a different tone than the mm-hmm. teaser, but you know, I don't well, know. Well, and it's like it's it's weird because it is so much a Scorsese trailer and so much a Scorsese movie. But I'm also like this doesn't feel like his normal kind of thing. No. You know, which is like, you know, I mean, I like I don't want to like put him in a box and say he only makes gangster movies because it's not true, but like Not true, yeah. It feels like a gangster movie from a period he's never really explored. I'll put it that way. Yes. A different period altogether. Yeah. Yeah. And this is going to be Oscar noms across. Robert De Niro looks insane in this. His first line reading, I was like, oh, Bob, you got something. Yeah. You're cooking with fire right now. <laughs> it's so weird because, and like, again, we're just going off of a trailer and, you know, you know how I get all hyped up about trailers, but like... <laughs> I think of like the Irishman and things like that. And like that was a performance. That was a great performance from Robert De Niro and stuff. But like there's something about this that feels like it's like more for him to chew on. It's a character. Yeah, it's a character and it's a real life character. And I feel like it's just going to like just be wild. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm so hyped for this. Me Um, too. And I love, I said this to you before the pod, but I love that we're just treating Jesse Plemons like he's like top tier A-list actor now, which like yeah. he's fantastic. But it, like, people are be like, oh yeah, it's, you know, Robert De Niro, Leonardo DiCaprio, Plemons. Jesse Plemons. Yeah. Like the, the Holy like, Trinity. I suppose. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, man, I, this is going to be, this is going to be so good. This it one, is. I like, so the other two that we've talked about, I'm very much like, as long as it needs to be, I will watch this forever. Mm-hmm. This one's got to keep it tight. Really? 
I, and maybe that's me coloring from the book, you mm-hmm. know, but like, I, I feel like if this gets too long, you're going to get into some really droll details that I'm going to be like, mm. okay. Yeah. We could have sliced okay. this out. Yeah. Here we, here we go. Yeah. Right. Right. Oh, interesting. Very. Well, I'm very excited to see what, what the hell they do with this. I don't yeah. know that the runtime, I think, I mean, I'm sure it's fucking like, well, this uh, is the one we were talking about. That was like, the cut three. was like almost four hours. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, okay, here we yeah, go. Yeah. <laughs> Man, these Oscar contender movies, like, Jesus, I mean, we, it was the same thing last year. I'm like, gosh, sit through three and a half hour Avatar. I know. Yep. You know. And Babylon. And Bardo. And Babylon. And, and Bardo. Yeah. <laughs> Bardo. You keep uh, bringing up Bardo, and I'm perfectly, I'm perfectly content to not remember that movie anymore. <laughs> I can't believe collectively we spent six hours watching that fucking movie. That's wild. Oh, my God. Anyways. Um... So let me ask you this. Of these yeah. three, rank them in terms of hype. Ooh, 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 ooh. Tough, tough. Almost impossible. It is almost impossible. We I can think cut out this part if you don't. We can, if I feel too foolish. Honestly, at this point, Napoleon is my number one. Mm. Like, I, seeing that trailer and, and like, I don't need to see anything else. I, I need to see Joaquin Phoenix. I just have to. And yeah. then it'll probably be Killers and then Dune, but like I could put him in literally flip any order and I'm like cool with that. But Napoleon is the freshest and I've just like when Ridley hits it, yeah. he fucking hits it so hard. Yeah. What about you? So wait, okay. So Napoleon and then what's your two, three? It was Napoleon, Killers, Dune. But then okay. I said like okay. you could flip any of them and I would oh, be right. fine sorry, with it. Oh, right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I was... <laughs> I was looking at uh, I was looking at the Napoleon IMDb. Um, gotcha. Vanessa Kirby. I definitely thought it was Lady Gaga in the beginning of the um, trailer. <laughs> she does have that vibe. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh god, here, and it's like, and it's Ridley, and I'm like, you, you know, really liked it on House of Gucci. Um, I would say, I would say I'm most hyped for Napoleon too. That's um, so crazy. <laughs> I mean, and like, it, it's freshest in our mind. So I'm like, I don't yeah. know if that's that's. But I think I'm reversed on the other one. I think I'm hyped for Dune. And then Killers? And then Killers, yeah. Gotcha. I mean, you can't go wrong. With I mean, yeah, it's like, you know, is it 1, 1.1 1. 1 or 1. 1.2? Right. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. But, man, this is this is the Oscar conversation right here. Like, we're having. Yeah. It's, it's going to be Napoleon, Killers, Dune, Barbie, and Oppenheimer. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's five of your best picture nominations right there, guys. Right there. And no <laughs> doubt there's gonna have to be ten again. Like there's yeah. no doubt yeah. because there's so much on the horizon. Um Well, it's gonna be one of those I'm like, are we talking Joaquin Phoenix? Are we talking Killian Murphy? Are we talking Ryan Gosling? I keep hearing things about like Ryan Gosling deserves an Oscar for Ken, and I'm like, I am so hyped to see that. Yes, um, dude, yes. And what uh, a fucking ridiculous like if that ends up being part of the race, like that's the way it should be. You can't have yeah. 10 people who all played historically accurate people. Like, no, we need to have a whole variety of, of performances here. So, I mean, literally, there's our list there. We've got Killian Murphy. We've got yep. Ryan Gosling. We've got Joaquin Phoenix. Yep. We've got Robert De Niro. Uh, and we've got... I mean, it could be Cooper and Killian Maestro. Murphy. Yeah. Killian, did I say Killian Murphy? You didn't, but Killian Murphy no, definitely. No, Killian Murphy's, yeah. For I, sure. I've seen things, com- things coming out of that, too, that are like Killian Murphy like didn't 
go have meals with the crew because he was like just trying to keep it together. And I'm like, yeah, love talk it. about a guy that's laying everything on the line. I fucking roll, love it, dude. I love it. Uh, speaking of a guy who's laying it out, what did I you mean, say? Laying it all out on the line? Laying it all out. Yeah. Speaking of Christopher Nolan and, <laughs> and uh, Barbie yeah. and all of that stuff. And Barbie and all. Yeah. Uh, IMAX is in the conversation currently because IMAX being one of the largest formats you can actually see movies in and a lot I mean, of filmmakers let's be real the yeah. I don't think there's a I don't think there's a larger well technically <laughs> there's yeah. isn't there those three screen whatever we're not going to go yeah. there um yeah IMAX sorry to be- blow your no it's okay <laughs> <laughs> IMAX is a is becoming more of a high commodity these days because theaters are coming back sort of, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. and a lot of the big, huge tentpole films, they are seen in an IMAX screen when you can see them. And as we've seen recently, the big-budget tentpoles that used to be taking over the, like, honestly, every couple months the entire year, which are superhero movies, are kind of falling flat. And there needs to be filler space because we're not getting an Avengers movie every two months anymore. And so that kind of opens those screens up for a lot more things. It's July, which means there's a lot of things coming to theaters, a lot of big things coming to theaters, naming or meaning or like namely Mission Impossible, Oppenheimer, <laughs> and Barbie. Yes. Which all in their own right deserve to be seen on a Dolby or an IMAX screen. Um, on the biggest but, screen possible, yeah. might not be able to, which is making Tom Cruise very, very angry because this <laughs> week, <laughs> Mission Impossible drops and it gets, I believe, one week? One week. Yeah, I think so. In IMAX. Maybe maybe two. What What is it, the 10th? So it's it, it comes out, uh, so it's open, yeah, it'd be one week. So, I mean- That's well, crazy! It comes out on Friday the 14th, supposedly, but as we said at the top, it's actually coming out, like, it actually came out on the 10th. On Monday, yeah. On Monday. Um, so, like, there's kind of, I guess, a week of screening for you. Um, sort of, I don't yeah. really know what it thought it was competing against. Oh, I guess Indiana Jones was in, yep. probably in all the IMAX. Um, yep, exactly. But, like, so it's coming out, it's got this current week, and then it's got next week, and then Oppenheimer and Barbie hit. Um, and let's be real, like Oppenheimer hits. It's like Oppenheimer. Barbie, Barbie, like I think probably deserves to be seen in IMAX, but like is not going to be. No. Nolan has you know. scheduled out the 21st of July every single time he has a movie. Yeah. It is the 21st of July. Not only that, but he has booked every IMAX screen for three weeks. So 21 yes. days, all IMAX screens are going to be playing. Yeah. Oppenheimer, which is, I mean, the fact that he has a poll like that, because again, I'm telling you guys, it is Tom Cruise versus Chris Nolan, and they are both making calls to studios and theaters being like, no, we need to do, like, that's firepower coming in. Yeah, yeah. And it's one of those, I'm like, I mean, it goes back to the same conversation we had a couple weeks ago of like, why do these all have to be on top of each other? But I mean, it's one of those things, it's, it's for to go back to econ 101 it's like supply and demand like you know there are x number of imax theaters and two movies that want to go to war over them and i'm like i don't know what you guys want like yeah you know spread it out or like it is it is interesting because imax 
is building so many more theaters. I, I think they're they're like lined up for like something like 400 theaters or something that they're building um, or maybe screens. But still, though, nevertheless, they are expanding um, because there's massive demand for all this kind of stuff. It's weird because it is unfortunate that like this is going to sound hypocritical, but I'm like a believer that like something should be seen on what it's intended to be seen on. Sure. You know what I mean? I'm a, I'm really bad at that. I don't go to theaters and you know, I have definitely watched things on like my computer monitor that I'm like, this is such a small screen for this movie. I feel so bad. Sure. Um, But it's like a little unfortunate that like these things are made for this thing. Yeah. That is just not available. Yeah. Um, It'll be really interesting to see if Dead Reckoning Part 2, if they do like a whole nother IMAX run for Part 1. You know? I feel like they have to, right? But that's Because they'll that's definitely re-release in... it because that's like a thing yeah. these days. 100%. Um, yeah. But like, I wonder if Tom Cruise is like, fine, we'll only have one week. But when Dead Reckoning 2 comes out, we're going to we have four we're getting weeks. this month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Of just Dead Reckoning Part 1. And then we get a month of Dead Reckoning Part 2. Yeah. Um, yeah but man i don't know man i like which if you had to choose which would you rather see on a big screen what mission impossible or or oppenheimer yeah yeah oh man i mean i think that mission impossible requires an imax theater Mm -hmm. i don't know that oppenheimer does aside from like a couple scenes you know like Mm. i think it's gonna obviously look amazing it's shot in IMAX. Well, shot entirely in IMAX, yeah. Yeah. But I'm like it is mostly a like a historical drama, you yeah. know? And I'd like to see Tom Cruise jump off of a cliff on a motorcycle in that's IMAX, true. you know? That's that's what I think about when I think of IMAX. It's um, a it's a question of if the explosion in Oppenheimer merits the scope for the rest of it. Yeah. I get what you're putting down. Right. And it might it honestly might like it could blow my I hope it does blow my mind. But um, can, to, can we sidebar for a second? Have you seen yeah. the reports coming out? There are zero CG shots in Oppenheimer. That I'm questioning because does that mean there's literally zero I visual effects? I possibly believe that's true. That's not possible. <laughs> How? Like I, th- it can't possibly be true. And if it is like calm down, Christopher Nolan. Yeah, you're a psycho. Like, like that means that they like, I just, I think of like the town that they build to like test the, the thing. Yeah. that means that they a built that town out of sight of anything. Yeah. And B did like complete company moves of everything to like turn around. Yeah. You know, to do like a reverse shot. Whereas yes. you can, like, that's that's the thing that I keep going back to is like, I appreciate that, like, yeah, the explosion's not going to be CG. Cool. Sure, fine. But like, you you didn't mat out something in the background. Mm-hmm. Like, that. that's just, I appreciate it. But it's so, like, unnecessary. Yeah. It's like, it's like saying I ride my horse literally everywhere because I have a horse. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, it's like, okay, but like, but like, do you, you have also to? have a car? Yeah. Like you have a car. I right. get you. I get you want to ride your horse everywhere because you have a horse. Right. But like, you also have a car. Right. 
I don't know. That's an insane kind of thing. But I'm like, you know, you don't have to ride your horse 600 miles. For sure. Well, and I think. I think actually a fairly apt comparison when it comes down to it now that I've gotten to the end of my A hundred percent. I think that that totally works. But I think what this really is speaking to is that people have not like kind of jumped the shark and not understood what CGI is. And I don't mean Nolan. I think that he fully obviously understands what it is, but like people think CGI and they automatically think, you know, quantum mania. And it's like, that's not, I mean, yeah, that's visual effects and it's computer generated imagery for sure. But CGI is used in, I'm sure they use CGI in past lives. Like I'm sure just for like simple sky replacement. Like absolutely. CGI is used in almost every single movie and TV show in some sort of, you know, capacity. So I'm always just like, you don't have to, I'm not against CGI. I just think it needs to be used correctly. Like that's it. Yeah. (laughs) And like, and like, that's the thing is like, we know he's, it's, it's such a weird thing to say because like this dude also made interstellar. Right. You know what I mean? And like, it just seems like such a, I mean, like it seems like to me, it can't be anything other than a challenge to himself. Totally, dude. Which, like, go By for it, means, man. Yeah. But, like, you have a car. You and you know, have a $200 million budget. Like, you can yeah, do things like, here. <laughs> like, I don't know. I feel like I feel like that all stemmed from a conversation at some point. And this feels very Christopher Nolan, what I'm about to say. But, like, <laughs> out of conversations at some point, they were like, well, like, could we really do the explosion? And they went, I guess. And he went, good. Well, if we're not doing that in CG, why do anything in CG? Yeah, why do any of it? Yeah. Yeah, like, you know, and he's always been big about practical effects and stuff like that, but I'm like, yeah. But man, I don't know. I It's weird. I almost I'm almost a little upset because I can I can tell you at some point when I'm watching this movie, my brain's going to click out and go, "Wait, that wasn't CG?" Right. You know what I mean? And I'm going to be I'm going to have like the filmmaking brain on instead of being immersed. And it's going to be, I don't know. Right. It's a weird, it's a weird thing. Right. Well, and the point of filmmaking, not the point of filmmaking, but good filmmaking, everything's supposed to be invisible. Like the editing, yeah. the it, you're not supposed to think about anything except for the experience of watching the movie. And in some instances, him coming out and saying zero CG shots is me going to be like, like I'm going to be sitting there being like, I bet you I can find a CG shot. Well, there. especially like, with the with the explosion. Like, it's yeah. going to be like, wow, I can't believe that's real. Right. Right. You know, not like, here's the mo- I mean, like, and maybe not. Like, maybe I will be so absorbed that I'm like, like oh, oh my God, wow. You know. Right, right. But now we're talking about it, too, so my brain's going to do even more. I don't know. Exactly. It's just we a, way it's just off a, of our subject. We're way off topic, but it all has to do with <laughs> IMAX, seeing atomic yeah. bombs blow up in IMAX. Um yeah, we're going to get more IMAX screens, and that's really, really exciting because... Build one near my house. Definitely build one near his house. Um, and just, like, there's there's a level of quality you get when you go into one of those theaters yeah. that you're just expecting something almost more than a movie, and it kind of brings that out of you when you're watching something in an IMAX where you're like, wow, this yeah. is more of an experience than it is just watching something. So I'm all for it. Tom Cruise, chill. Everyone's going to see Dead Reckoning Part 1. Yeah, it's true. There's no doubt. Um, 
and yeah, movies, movies. <laughs> I, I, I want to like add one more thing, but I don't want to like end on a negative note, but I'm like, Oh God. But like, yo, Tom Cruise, like when did a movie theater not become not enough? You know, you're, <laughs> you're all about go back to theaters. I'm like, when did a regular movie theater become not enough for you? Oh you know? God. I would bet the original mission impossible wasn't released on IMAX. No way. The first you know. three probably weren't. Yeah. Yeah. Although I have no, I have not looked that up. That could totally not be true. I don't know. <laughs> when did IMAX screens start? I don't know, but I feel like since Top Gun, he's been like, ooh, interesting. IMAX. People like that. Okay. All oh, right. The first IMAX theater system was set up in 1971. Really? Yeah. Oh, in Ontario. So... Oh. But also, like, that was, you know, it was, um, I think IMAX was a uh, museum kind of situation for the longest time. Ah, uh, I got you. And then they were like, wait, we can put movies on this. Right. <laughs> we can actually do something else with this. Yeah. Well, there you have it. Yeah. IMAX. We're getting more of them. We're going to see more stuff on them, hopefully. And it's not only going to be superhero stuff, which will be yes. great. And fast X, um, <laughs> which I still haven't seen yet. Me neither. <laughs> I'm very reluctant to see that one. I, right? I don't know why. I've seen them all. Like, and I, I feel like for me the thing is I'm. I don't know why we're talking about Fast X now, but like, yeah. uh, I feel weirdly obligated to rewatch all of the Fast movies. What? Before seeing Fast X, I don't know why because it's you'll been be such so a big lost. deal about this being like the finale, even though I know now it's not. Yeah. But I'm like, I feel like that's what I have to do. Is like I have to watch all of them but like i'm super not okay with vin diesel being like my most watched actor on letterboxd so i'm like not rolling through 10 vin diesel films real quick no so i don't know maybe i just need to hit play on it we'll get to fast x when we get to fast x i will spend zero dollars on that movie i'm telling you that right now there's no shot i feel Um, like it's can you stream it i don't think it's if if it is it'd be on max and i don't think it's there yet um, I think it's to rent for 20 bucks. Rent only. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, off of anyway. Fast X. Um, yes. Should we do some recommendations? <laughs> sure. Um. <laughs> uh, so we decided, because we're now in the middle of summer, somehow that just happened, and I blinked, yep. and it's the middle of July. Uh to recommend a movie that we associate with summer in some way. Yes. And that's very vague, very broad, but can go a lot of different directions. Um, do you want to go first or would you like me to I go do. first? I do. I want to go first. Um, okay. Because mine is, mine is kind of uh, a cop-out. Oh. But also it's super not a cop-out. Okay. Um, but my choice for a movie that always reminds me of summer is Independence Day. Ah, uh, yes. I literally religiously watched this. Well, I haven't done it in a couple of years, but I used to literally religiously watch this movie every summer. Yeah. And like, it doesn't get worse. I like, nope. I haven't watched it in a couple of years, but like, it's just good old fashioned, like destruction, like Roland yeah. Emmerich's, I think I was going to say, yeah, film of all time. Yeah. I don't think he's ever really topped it. No, um, no, Jeff, uh, Bill Pullman is the best on-screen president we've ever had. So like just there's so many parts of this that are just so perfect. Like 
just the cast continues to be amazing. Um, yeah. I'm looking at it here and I don't know where May Whitman. Oh my God. Wait, Whitman is the daughter. No, really? Is Bill Pullman's daughter is May Whitman. That's so crazy. I have to rewatch this movie now. It's summertime. Now I have to. Um, yeah. Holy shit. But, uh, just classic, like I, I shout out to my friend, Rachel, whose letterboxd, uh, review here is uh this is the smartest dumb movie ever made and that's so it's so true accurate it's so true that's so incredible yeah that's um, so good good call <laughs> but yeah i don't know i i love this movie i will never not love this movie it's so um, good it is um so movie movie about summer yes yes and it is um it is the most contained and most on the tracks that Roland Emmerich may have ever been Very for true. a movie. Very true. He goes flying off the handle real quick right after that. Um, but th- yeah, Independence Day remains a phenomenal blockbuster film that you should I will watch. say, uh, Will Smith has not dampened my love of this movie. No. He's still no. so good and in it. Yeah. But he, pretty much everything else he's in, I'm like, eh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But the movie, it's the movie itself. It's not built it's off true. of Will Smith, which is it's not true. not normal for his stuff. I will say also, I didn't see the sequel, so I don't know. But you don't need to watch ID. F- what what is it? Independence Day Resurgence. Resurgence? Yeah, yeah, no, no. You don't. I don't think you have to do that. Um, also directed by Roland Emmerich, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's insanity. Um, that's hilarious. I love his, it. His. <laughs> I'm looking. At it's his. just disaster movies. <laughs> It it really is. Moonfall. It's disaster movies. <laughs> Stargate. Godzilla. Day After Tomorrow. 2012. Yeah. And then there's the Stonewall movie. I don't know that which one. Which is about the Stonewall riots. Riots? Uh, in Greenwich Village in the late 60s. <laughs> what a departure. I don't know. I don't know. It's got a 2.3 on Letterboxd. Right in between into, or, uh, uh, 2012 and uh, Wait, Day After no. Tomorrow. <laughs> Right in between uh, Independence Day Resurgence and White House Down. (laughs) Like, we can say how it actually is, and it's still just as bad. Oh, Jesus. That's amazing. So, there we go. So, Independence Day. Independence Day. That's my recommendation. What do you, uh, you already said, but where do you find it again? Um, It's just, well, it's on Stars if you you have a Star subscription on, oh, I guess that's actually only on Paramount Plus now. Yeah. Um, So, it's on Stars. but it's also rentable on Amazon and Apple, um, or it's also in my basement. So, oh, perfect, perfect. One of the few I still have on Blu-ray. I love it. Oh shit. Um. All right. So my film is so random, and it's one that I watched during the summer many, many, many times when I was probably ten. I'm trying to think of when this came out. Mm-hmm. Um. It's the Barry Sonnenfeld film RV starring Robin Williams. Which oh. I don't know if I you've ever seen movie. it. Um, fucking Cheryl Hines, Cheryl Hines is in this. Josh Hutcherson, Jeff Daniels, Will Arnett, um, Tony Hale's in it for a minute, Kristen Chenoweth, JoJo. I remember this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This movie I watched a hundred times throughout probably a two-year span and it because this movie is right when i discovered jim carrey and Mm. his ace ventura ridiculousness over the top 
slapstick comedy style was mm-hmm. resonating so heavy with me. And then this movie came out and it's kind of the same thing. Like dumb things happen. The movie is just basically yeah. about Robin Williams taking his family on what he tells them is a family vacation, but is actually a work trip that he is disguising as a family vacation so that he can get from one place to another in an RV basically. Nice. And things happen, ridiculous things ensue. Jeff Daniels and Kristen Chenoweth are a couple and they're like a like a southern couple who love to dance and like <laughs> it, it is it is such an endearing hilarious. I haven't seen this movie in over 10 years so who knows, but yeah. It's one of those films that like I I mean ask my mom. I've watched this movie easily a hundred times. I think it's so like deeply stupid but funny at the same time. Robin Williams like is playing the straight man, which he does, mm-hmm. but like he's not full, like manic, crazy Robin Williams in this, which is yeah. so weird. Like he's the one keeping everyone in, which is so strange <laughs> to me. Holding all the comedy in, yeah. Yeah, and it's just very odd. Um, but I think it was the first time I ever saw Josh Hutcherson, and he's really, really great in this. Just so random, like right around that Zathura era. Um, yeah. It's just a, it's nice. just like a, it's just a great childhood movie, and I think you have to rent this but I can't imagine it's more than three bucks. Um, and who knows? This might suck now, but I can't remember. So, <laughs> but it's hey, definitely, man. you know, that's one movie. of those, like you get those movies and it's just like, oh, uh, it's on Roku. Um, <gasps> oh, good. To you, know. Yeah. You get those movies that just like hit right when you want it to. Yeah. You know, I was going to go, I, I was going to go with another one uh, that I have a very same, a very similar reaction to called McHale's yeah. Navy. Never heard of it. Okay. Uh, it's like based on a sitcom from like the seventies or sixties, I think. Um, okay. But it's uh, uh, Tom Arnold and okay. Deborah Messing and Tim Curry. And it's like, I don't know. It's a retired naval officer that like, just, I don't know. It's goofy comedy. Yeah. It's like a goofy Navy movie. Right. Um, And so, yeah, I, I get that. That's one of those ones that I'm like, it's, it doesn't have to be good. It like right. means something to you. Just has to resonate. And um, yeah. oh boy, did this movie fucking resonate with me when I was a kid. Um, nice. I might. I might see if I can dig that up. That that could be a good like. I'm just gonna pop something on real quick. Movie. It's totally just. I'm sure it's 90 minutes. Like you could second screen yeah. that all day long and just catch like <laughs> little quips here and there. Um, and just like seeing Robin Williams again, like in his late stage periods, and just being mm-hmm. like, oh. I miss him as a performer. Um, it's just interesting. Yeah. So, oh man, Independence Day and RV. RV. There is a double feature <laughs> there for There is you. a fucking double feature. I mean, it, you know, you have the whole thing in Independence Day where he's driving the RV. It's true. You know. It's um, true. <laughs> fucking, fucking Randy Quaid. Oh my God, Randy Quaid. <sighs> All right. Well. So there you have it. I guess that'll be about it. Um yeah. Josh, let's bring it in. Where yeah. can people find you on the internet slash can people find you on threads? They can. Um, you can find me on Instagram, Letterboxd, or threads at Josh J. Fuller. Um, maybe we should do a threads for our Pixel Splitters account. I haven't thought about it. I have literally had that thought since like it first came out, and I yeah. have yet to like go figure <laughs> out how to do it. I'm sure it's yeah. going to be – I'm sure it's literally like open up the Pixel Splitters Instagram and press the button that says, do you want a threads? And it um, brings you right over. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah. But yeah. So that's where you can also find Letterboxd, me. Also Letterboxd, right? Yes. And Letterboxd, yes. Um, 
And where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on the internet, uh, <laughs> on Instagram, on on Threads, and on Letterboxd uh, at yeah. Willis Film. Uh, and if you want to find the pod, you can probably find us on Threads at Pixel Splitters. Um, yeah. You can also find us on Instagram at Pixel Splitters, and you can find us on Letterboxd at Pixel Splitters, uh, yes. where you can find all our recommendations, including RV and Independence Day. Yes. I love Fucking it. Go summertime. Yes. Summertime. Uh, <laughs> I love that we're being very hyped up about summer and I don't know about you, but it's literally been downpouring all day. Here. Oh yeah. Today sucked. Today was like, like torrential yeah. downpour. Um, but, and also like major flooding in like the Northeast. Yeah. So that's fun. But uh, anyway, summer is here. The summertime. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, all right. Yeah. That'll bring us, uh, that'll bring us home. Yeah, it will. Um, do we want to tease next week's episode? Yes. So we said in our last episode, yes, for those of you who, who listened to the very end um <laughs> welcome back uh we said last last week um that we'd be doing a megapixels this week clearly we didn't mm-hmm. um but we're gonna do one next week instead because i was on vacation and i didn't prepare um <laughs> and it's an so intensive one it's a it more is intensive, an intensive one. one um do we so, want to say what it actually is no reward those of uh, okay no let's those keep of you have listened to get we no never reward do that. yeah um we mentioned you be happy with that exactly um we appreciate you sticking by our insanity at the end here um i feel like we should be like use the code pixels for a five percent off on i don't know we don't sell anything we don't it would be like a letterbox subscription or something that's true (laughs) um but no alas we need some we need some affiliate links all right let's close this out i don't know what i'm talking about yeah let's do it end of pod